Welcome to Grace Community Church On Demand, the weekly podcast from the Sunday services at Grace Community Church in Rupert, Idaho. Here at Grace, we believe in building the kingdom of God one person at a time. We're passionate about loving God, loving people, and following Jesus. Let's get into this week's message with Pastor Travis Turner. Come on, church. Why don't we just give him a little praise this morning? Amen. God, we worship you. Hallelujah. You know, I feel like as a church, we're just kind of right there. And, um, you know, the greatest thing that we can do is just press in just a little bit more. Amen. You're among friendly faces here. Some of you I haven't seen in a little while. So good to see you this morning. Amen. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. I just wonder if there's anybody in the, in, the, in the church this morning that just needs some prayer. Maybe you're up against something, you're battling something this morning, and, and you're just like, you know what, I need somebody to come alongside of me and just to agree with me. Is there anybody that just needs a little prayer? You, you don't have to come down here. All you got to do is just raise your hand. What I'd like to do is just spend some time praying with you and the people that are around you all the way in the back. Awesome. Anybody else? Everybody else is just fine in this crazy time that we live in, right? Lord, I thank you so much. God, I pray that, that God, you would just be elevated in this place in our hearts, Lord. You know, we, we've sang some incredible songs just about you, Lord, but now, God, we need to just position you as first in our heart, Lord. Your word says to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will just kind of fall in its place. It'll, it'll, it'll begin to line up. And in a world that we live in where there's so much disorder and everything just seems to be out of place, Lord, we need the presence of God. Lord, we need order in our life. God, we need order in our families. We need order in our community. God, we need order in our nation. And we need order around the world. And I believe that the day is coming, God, where that, that, that unity is going to take place. And it's, it's going to take place the sooner that we get to the second coming of the Lord. And I'm just so grateful, God, for that. Lord, I pray that, that you would just be lifted high in our hearts this morning. And those that have come in here discouraged, God, I just pray in Jesus' name that they would just feel the strength in the presence of the Lord, that they would have the joy of the Lord, that the joy of the Lord would begin to just rise up in their hearts, God. They would just, they would just know, God, that, that, that they are in the presence of a king, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And God, we just thank, we thank you for that. God, I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, God, in this place this morning. And we just surrender to you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, church, let's put our hands together for the Lord this morning. You know, I was so encouraged. I was so encouraged last night. Um, we had, a, we had a, a baptismal request come across the, you know, uh, the email. And, um, and so I called this young man. His name is Joshua. Really great name. I called him and I said, hey, listen, I just got this baptismal request, you know, that you want to get baptized tomorrow morning. And I just asked him, is there any questions that you have? Is, you know, you know, he's like, no, I think I, I have a great understanding. I said, well, tell me a little bit about your story. He said, well, I, I started coming to Grace Church right before the coronavirus, and I gave my heart to Jesus for the first time. 
And he said, I knew that I needed to get baptized, but then the COVID came and we, we kind of put a stop to baptisms for a period of time. And he said, I am so ready, you know, to get baptized. And so I just wanted to share that with you. He's going to get baptized tomorrow morning. All right, not tomorrow morning, second service today. You know, we're not going to skip to tomorrow. We're going to do it today, but uh, he's going to get baptized second service. And I'm so excited about that. <laughs> Where did that come from? Tomorrow morning. Uh, that's very, very exciting. And, um, and God's moving, amen. In a world that, that it seems like, you know, so many people are like, where's God and is he doing anything? Come on, I'm telling you, God's moving. He's in this place and, and uh, he's still in control, Amen. Amen. What's the, what's the objective of the church? Come on, let's surrender to the Lord. Let's worship the Lord. Let's get back to the basics. Let's pray. Let's fast. Let's worship. Let's get into our words. Amen. Best thing that you can be doing is with your family, getting around and doing little studies from time to time, devotion every single day. Amen. How many of you love the Lord this morning? Amen. All right. Well, today, I'm very excited. Today, um, we're going to continue our series called Encountering God. You may be seated. Um, and I want to just take just a, a, a quick moment real quick and, and just welcome our online church. Thank you so much for being faithful every single week. It is so awesome to see more faces here in person. And I just want to say thank you for, you know, for coming today. I know many of you were waiting for you know, us to open Children's Church back up and, and whatnot. But uh, we want to welcome our online viewers as well. We know that, you know, uh, some of you, you just can't make it. And, and some of you are holding off just a little bit more. But we want you to know that we pray for you. And we're so excited that you're a part of our, our church service here. So come on, those of you that are here, just welcome our online church this morning as well. Let them know how much you appreciate them. So we started this series four weeks ago, and, um, and, and we did four uh, services on encountering God. And I was just struggling. I was struggling. I'm like, man, is it time to pull off of, of this series? And I just didn't think that it was finished. But in week one, we talked about how we need to let go and we need to give God control. How many of you would say, you would be honest enough and say, you know what, I have a problem with that. I've have struggled with that. It's been a difficult, come on, I know there's more than me and Jeremy. Like sometimes, you know, I mean, it's a real difficult place to be because, you know, you've, you've learned how to get some things done and, and, and giving up and letting God have full control can be a little bit scary from time to time. But we talked about that in week one. We also talked about in week one how brokenness precedes breakthrough. That pride really cannot stand in the presence um, of God. He wants us to come and he wants us to be humble before him. Amen. He, he wants us to, you know, to understand that, that, that the best thing that we have, come on, is Jesus Christ in our life. It's, it's, it's the, really the only thing that we have to give others. And then week two, we talked about how we've got to allow God to define who we are. You know, so many people, and sometimes from a real young age, people are telling you, you know, who you are or if you're ever going to amount to anything. You know, some of you had teachers even in high school, you know, that, that, that said some things that kind of had a negative connotation. You had other teachers, praise the Lord, Mrs. Hobbs, and so many others in our 
in our, you know, I really believe that, that she helped me get one of my sons all the way through high school. I just love that so much. And uh, so you've got some teachers that, you know, some teachers that are really, really a huge help, but some can damage, you know, some can damage your kids because they put definitions on you. But I'm telling you what, that God has a definition for you. Come on, he is the one that has created you. And so we talked about that in week two, that we need to allow God to define who we are. In week three, we talked about how God moves in the middle of our pain. I shared with you how, you know, sometimes when people are broken in their heart or something tragic happens in their life, how they run away from God, right? Have you ever seen that happen? Even people that would say, I'm really not a a churchgoer or a religious person, if something bad happens in their life, a God that they don't even believe in is the God that gets blamed for the situation oftentimes. Come on, I know you've seen that. I'm not alone in that. But I'm telling you what the Bible shows us is that in the middle of your pain, that's when God is coming close to you. And so, so God will move in the middle of your pain instead of running away from him, run to him. And then last week we talked about how, how we can experience God in our worship. And so that whenever... You know, uh, you know, I've had several people come up to me and say things like, you know, Pastor Travis, I just don't, I don't experience God like you experience God. God doesn't talk to me. You're always saying you're hearing from God, and God said this, and, and God said that, and, and, and that just doesn't happen to me. And I shared with you, I outlined that a scripture that God is, is, is true to his word. It says that if you will begin to worship him, just begin to worship like with your, with your, with your everything in your being. You're just, God, thank you so much. I just worship you, God. You are a good God. If you'll just begin to worship him, the Bible says that God is seeking people that will worship him in spirit and truth. And so if you're having a hard time finding God, begin to worship him and he'll find you. Amen. And so, so I'm wrestling after, after Sunday. I'm wrestling. I'm like, man, there's, there's more to take place in this series. I know I told them last week that this is the, the last message in, in this series, Encountering God, but something was missing. And you know what the missing ingredient was? Was personal experience in our church. Like people that have experienced God and would be willing, would be willing to share of their personal encounter with God. And, and while, you know, while everybody's got like a testimony, like a main testimony, I was sharing with the three that are going to share. It doesn't have to be your main testimony. It could be even in the small things because sometimes we're looking for God to, you know, to always move in the big things. But how many of you know the little things that you see every single day? How many of you know this man that's getting baptized in second service? Come on, he had an encounter with God in this church that has brought him to a place of surrendering, saying, God, I need a Savior. Please forgive me of my sins. And he's, he's been stirred up this whole time. Man, I need to get baptized. I, I can get in the Bible. I'm starting to read. I'm starting to learn how to pray. And come on, there's, that's an encounter, right? And this church is filled with them. Don't just look for the big ones. Let's identify even the small ones. So this morning, I'm going to invite Mr. Brandon Gee to the stage, and he's going to be the first to share one of his encounters that he's experienced with God, and he's going to share the role that he played in that encounter. Well, good morning, Grace. Um, Just thank you, Pastor Travis, for allowing me to get up here and and speak on my little part um, this morning. Um, 
Whenever he said, uh, share an encounter with God, I, I, I had a little bit of trouble thinking. I'm like, okay, which one, you know? Um, because there's been many encounters with God, right? I mean, um, I've seen kids up at youth camp, lives changed and transformed, you know, for, for God and, and even myself. And I had to think of one, and I thought, what about this one? And, and it's maybe not your traditional one, uh, you know, where you met God on a mountain or something like that or, or anything like that. But um, mine, so uh, give you a little backstory on it a little bit. So I used to be the youth pastor here, and I messed up, got divorced, um, went through a crazy time. And I tried to fill um, the void, you know, with, with alcohol and, and, and chasing um, girls and stuff like that. And, and nothing really ever filled the void. And I started seeking, you know, I'm like, all right, I got to turn this around. Um, got to get back on track. I know this isn't the life that I'm supposed to be living. Um, this is the life that I'm supposed to be living. And, and I want to head back that way. And so... I started really seeking like restoration um, and even even talked with Pastor Travis about it a little bit like, you know, I, I'm ready to be restored and stuff like that. But God had different intentions and I wasn't ready and he knew I wasn't ready um, as bad as I thought that I wanted to be. And I just remember um, things not moving at my pace and not happening when I wanted them to happen. Right. Um, and so. I found myself one night, I, get, I got out of my truck one night, and I was just so ticked off and mad, and mad at God. I remember getting out of my truck, <laughs> and I remember looking up to the sky and just shaking my fist and telling God how mad I was at him, and telling him all the things that he had done wrong, and all the things that he wasn't doing in my life, and all the things that I expected, and... <laughs> Quickly, I did a 180 because you don't just shake your fist at God, right, and get away with it. I didn't want no lightning to happen. But anyways, and so God met me right then and there, and he was like, Brandon, it's, it's not on your timing, and it's not on your wishes and wants of things to happen. I have a process that I am going to put you through, and you may not like it, but it's the, it's the route we're going to take for you, right? Because I think God's plan is individual. You know, we're not just on, like, on health insurance. We're not on the A plan or the B plan, you know? God has a special plan that's just for us, and God put me on this path, and just like Pastor Travis said, you know, one of the things that um, got me back on track was it was, was worship. I remember um, just selling out um, during worship and, and leaving every, like, I didn't leave anything <laughs> left for the rest of service, I, I couldn't even pay attention to the rest of the service because I'd, I'd left everything at worship. And that's one thing that God just, you know, come back to me. You're, you, you've lost your first love and, and come back and learn how to love me again. And so that was what I was doing. I was diving into prayer. Um, I was diving into uh, the word, just studying it and um, just worshiping God. And it would be in moments when um, you're just driving down the road uh, and you see something, you see a sunset, you know, I, I, that's kind of corny, but you see something and it's, it's just magnificent. And I think, you know, God, that you put me in this position and 
to make the sun at that point to make the clouds this pink and, and, and stuff like that. And I just thought it was really cool, and it just always brought me back to him. And then, you know, things are going really good. Um, uh, <laughs> I found my cute wife here. She actually found me, I think. We brought, I brought her to a prayer meeting at the church. <laughs> I just had to embarrass you a little bit. But anyways, things are going great. We get married, you know, and um, life is happening. And you kind of start to drift a little bit. You know, you don't hear from God as much. And you don't do this as much, but it's mostly on your part. I found that I found myself not um, in my word as much as I would like. Um, my prayer life, you know, had gone down to a little bit in the morning and meals type of a deal. And um, one morning, uh, we found out that um, we found out that my mom had cancer, <laughs> and it wasn't the good kind, right? It was. Uh, it was stage four pancreatic cancer. I remember telling God how disappointed I was in him <laughs> because we had been praying that, that wasn't going to be the case, that, that she would, you know, she was something else and, and she wasn't going to have cancer. And I just remember telling God how disappointed I was and how let down I felt. And I think that's okay sometimes to let God know how you feel um, in a situation. And God, once again, came back in the room and he told me, Brandon, I've got the situation under control. <laughs> you don't have to worry about this. You're praying, you're doing what I've asked you to do. You know, you're, 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 you're checking off the boxes that I've asked you to check off. And, and so I was like, God, you know, what's, what's going on? And um, he said, just continue, just continue to love me. Just continue to pray and, 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 and do what you're doing. And uh, I think it was it was close to six months. She was supposed to be scheduled for chemo, I believe, for close to a year, um, close to a year. And she finished um, her chemo uh, about six months early, and they diagnosed her. So everything that was growing is now um, shrinking. Um, it's going away. We're still praying, um, and and she's not on chemo anymore and the diagnosis went from she's gonna die real soon to we got my mom longer right so it, it's been super amazing and, and I just wanted to say I appreciate um, Grace Church so much I, I threw that out there on Facebook um, for the church to pray and you guys came through in a big way and, and I just wanted you to let you know that the your prayers are definitely heard and are definitely um, being used by God to uh, help heal my mom. So thank you. Give yourself a round of applause for that. That's a good thing to praise about. That's a good thing. And so just in finishing up, I, I believe that God has still got me on that path of restoration. Um, and I mean, I'm up here speaking, right? That, <laughs> that wasn't a deal a couple of years ago, right? My words of hope and, and and as Susan comes up, is is when God is silent, you know, as I was reading this in, in Habakkuk, and, and he had the same complaint as me, as God, where are you? Sometimes we need to go back to the last thing that God told us to do, right, and continue to do that, and then maybe reevaluate a little bit of ourselves and what we're doing on our part, because our part is a huge part, you know, of what we have to do to in, in, encounter and experience God, so... 
get back to your first love, right? And in in worship, right? That's my advice. Get back to your first love and worship. So thank you guys for my time this morning, Susan. Good morning, Grace Church. That was great. Um, I'm excited to be here today, too. You know, uh, when Pastor Travis asked me to speak about uh, an encounter that I've had with God, he said it can be something small, it can be something huge. And uh, it was funny because just the day before that, an, an incident had come back to my memory from like 20 years ago when I was a kind of a baby Christian and hadn't thought about it in years. And it just came back to me in great detail. And I think I'm going to share that with you guys today. Um, as I said, I was a new believer, and I remember I was driving down the road in my truck and had the radio on and whatnot and just, you know, going about my day, and this thought came into my head and, like, totally interrupted my day, just stopped me in my tracks. And the thought was, go invite your neighbor to the women's conference you're going to this Saturday. And I was like, wait a minute, wait, is that, was that you, God? Did I, did I actually just hear from you? And I started praying about it, and the more I prayed about it, the answer came, yes, go invite her. Not only that, go buy her ticket, pay for her, and make it easy for her to come with you, right? I was so nervous, and, uh, you know, she was not the most friendly person. She was known as, you know, she had a reputation as just being kind of a hard person, you know, people like that. She was not a Christian, and I still knew that I was supposed to go invite her. So I'll tell you, I... I ordered the ticket, and this is what made me think about when Pastor Travis asked me, this is what made me think about, we have our part to do in some encounters with God. God wants to use us to step out and participate, right? So I did, I bought the ticket with money we frankly we didn't have at the time. I ordered the ticket and I walked across the street and we lived on this little tiny cul-de-sac with five houses, and I'll tell you, that felt like the longest walk I had ever taken. I was so nervous, you know, and so, uh, but I did, you know, I walked across the street, and my hand was heavy, and I rang the doorbell. She answered the door, and I said, um, this may sound kind of weird, but I'm going to a women's event this Saturday, and I'd like for you to come with me, and it was like dead silent. She just looked at me, and I thought, oh, here it comes. She just looked at me, and then she said, well, I work on Saturdays. And I was like, okay, phew, all right, I'm good, okay. I did my part, God, I, I, you saw me, you know, I asked. She goes, but I guess I could ask my boss if I could have the day off. He never lets anybody off on Saturdays. And I was like, all right, just let me know. I didn't think I'd ever hear from her again. But I did. And she came back and she said, well, I can't believe it. I asked my boss and he said immediately, go, take the day off. Absolutely, enjoy. And what I found out afterwards was that her boss was a Christian who had been praying for her salvation. <laughs> and so her boss got to be a part of this encounter too, which was really, really cool. And as a new believer, it was so encouraging to me that I think that really was God. So anyway, we go, we drive like about an hour down to the, the women's event. And it was a powerful day, you know, great worship, awesome speakers. The last speaker came up, and uh, her name is Kay Arthur. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's a very powerful Bible teacher. She founded Precept Ministries. Kay Arthur gets up, and she's holding her Bible up in the air and just talking about the Word of God and the importance of the Word of God and the hope and the life and the power that's in the Word. My neighbor's sitting right next to me the whole day and half the evening, and I have no idea if she's happy she came, if she's not enjoying. I had no clue. But when Kay Arthur gave an invitation for people 
to get saved for the women who didn't know the Lord. She said, let's pray. And I barely had bowed my head and I felt this whoosh of air next to me. And my friend was the first one on her feet to receive Christ that day in this huge auditorium. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's a scripture that I stand on and I have uh, for years, and it's Acts 16.31. The Philippian jailer asked Paul and Silas, in fact, Pastor Travis just shared this recently, asked Paul and Silas, what must I do to be saved? And he said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. And, you know, I've believed that scripture for many years for my family, me, my husband, our kids, our stepkids, foster kids, grandkids, adopted kids. But that day, that scripture came to life for my friend, too. Here's what happened after, uh, after she came to the conference. Her husband got saved. Two of her teenage kids got saved. Jim and I started a, a Bible study in the neighborhood because they, they didn't go to church. So we started a, a Bible study and got in the word with them. Their family then started coming to church eventually with our family. Their daughter served in youth ministry. And I had the chance to share the gospel with a lot of her family members, and especially her in-laws in particular, you will be saved, you and your household. That came to life for her that day. Now, when I started sharing this, I said this is an example of a small, a small God encounter, but it wasn't a small encounter for her, was it? It was a big encounter. It was the encounter for her and, and her family. And so, you know, what I learned and what I just want to leave you, leave you with this, this encounter, it was the beginning of me really learning that it's not it's not about me. You know, it's an honor and a privilege for God to use me, and I'm glad God used me, but it was never about me. And so I just want to encourage you to step out in faith. If you feel God calling you to do even the least little thing, you never know how he's going to use that in your life, your family, and the life of somebody else. So thank you guys. God bless you. And here's Pastor Javi. Really quick, I'm going to talk really fast because I got a lot. Pastor Travis asked me this a couple of days ago, and, um, and right away I thought, okay, this is what I'm going to speak on. And um, I woke up this morning, uh, just felt pressed in my heart. There's people in here that need to hear something different. And so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to try to do this as quick as I can. But uh, I grew up in a religious home. I, re- I grew up knowing God all my life. And I remember when I got old enough, about 17, I made a choice. And I made a choice not to follow God anymore. I hated God. Hated God with everything that was in me. And I, so I spent my whole next seven years, eight years, just running away from God. And I remember I had a saying that I always would use as if, you know, I got I to gotta deal with God. He doesn't come in my house. I don't go in his and I remember just running away from him with everything that I had. I remember meeting the love of my, my life, my wife, and got married to her. She was perfect. She was born Pentecost, or she was a Christian Pentecostal, and I didn't know what that was, and, but I just loved her, and she was an incredible, incredible woman. And years passed, and I just wanted to make money, and I wanted to work, and somehow I got caught up with, with uh, drugs, and I got addicted to meth. I was an alcoholic from the age of 18. And I remember just being addicted to God, or addicted, yeah, I'm, I'm addicted to God now, but I remember being addicted to, to, to drugs for about five years. And I remember just not having a relationship with my wife, not having a relationship with my kids, coming home just to fight. And one, one day, I don't know about you guys that know this, but I, I lived in California. I, I lived in Riverside, worked in Pomona. That's about 35-minute drive, uh, eight and a half hours in traffic. Um, but uh, 
But I remember getting off of work, and I remember just uh, my, my wife was, you know, she continued to go to church with the kids. I, w- I wouldn't go home on Saturdays because I didn't want to fight about going to church. But I remember this specific day I get off of work right around 1030, just, to, just in time for the bar to open. And I remember going to the bar that I would go to every single day. And I remember just uh, being there for hours, uh, high as a kite, drunk as a skunk. And I remember getting on the freeway in Pomona in this uh 1992 Saturn SL2, Forest Green, and I remember getting in there, and I and I go to grab a CD, and my wife was so kind; she would always throw my CDs in the on the floor in the passenger side, so they would get scratched up, so I couldn't even listen to them. But there was horrible music I listened to. And I remember reaching down, I take out the CD and the radio, and all of a sudden, this the, the, there's this guy speaking. Is uh, I'm listening to Air One Christian Radio because that's what she listened to, and I remember just all of a sudden, just like being paralyzed. And I remember just looking forward, and my car, and, and my car filling up with smoke, and I thought I blew like a like a line, like a a, a water line or something, but my car fills up with smoke. And I remember all of a sudden, it's like I'm watching a movie, and God is just showing me my life. You know, when I lived in 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 in, in in South America and how my mom gave me up and I was brought to the United States and I remember, you know, all the, 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 the abuse and everything that I had as a child and I remember running away from God and he showed me everything that he shows me when I met my wife and when we got married and when we had our first child and my wife flatlined for, for seven seconds and he's showing me my whole life in a matter of seconds and I'm, and I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm just, I remember crying uncontrollably. And I remember just saying, I, I didn't even know, but I knew God in the past. But I remember just, just sitting there crying, boogers coming out of my nose. And I remember just saying, Father, if you're really real, if you're everything that people say, if you're everything that just taking this addiction away from me, and I will never turn away from you again. And I remember just my car clearing up. And I remember sitting in, the, in my park, in my, in my driveway. And I feel this weird sensation throughout my body just tingling all over. And I, and I remember <laughs> going in my house and walking in and, and telling my family we're having a family meeting right now. My kids looking at me with fear, probably thinking, what is he on now? And my wife looking at me with this, this face I can never forget. And, and we walk into our master bedroom or over our two-bedroom house. And I said, starting today, we're going to serve God. Starting today, there will be no more drinking, there will be no more cursing, there will be no more, no more smoking, no more, no more anything. If you don't like it, you can leave right now. And I'm thinking to myself, this is the people that have been going to church, praying for me. And I come in and I'm telling them how we're going to leave, live from now on. I don't know what's going through their mind. But I remember going up to my refrigerator and writing this thing. And I don't even know where it came from, but I, I remember writing, you know, I may have started the race late, but I'm going to finish well. I say this to say, to, all that to say this, there's people in this room that have been blaming everybody for your walk with God. Have been blaming, blaming everybody for, for whatever. Your addiction is somebody else's fault. Your problems in your marriage is somebody else's fault. Your problem with your kids is somebody else's fault. Your, your problem with whatever it is that you're going through is somebody else's fault. And, and it's his authority that has over our life. And when we're able to, to, to do our part, listen, God doesn't say, hey, I came and we, we sang these two beautiful songs. And I think, I, 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 don't, I don't think I know that God knew what we were going to talk about. And he put those songs in Matthew's heart. Because it's exactly what, we're, what, what he's trying to speak to his people this morning. This world has no authority on you. I'm, I'm tired of people like, well, God worked on me with this and God worked on me with this. But he hasn't asked me to, 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 to give up this. 
It's his authority. When you begin to work and operate under his authority, things are going to happen. We sang that song. Listen, stop singing words and start applying them to yourself. It's his authority that breaks addictions. It's his authority that restores your, your, your life and your marriage. It's your, his authority that restores your relationship with your children. It's his authority that takes and breaks your addictions. I wasn't looking for God. Stop using the excuse of whatever. I wasn't looking. I hated God. And he found me where I was at. It's his grace that's sufficient for you. It's, his, it's, the, it's the work on the cross. He loves you because he loves you. All you have to do is make a, take a step. All you got to do is do your part and say, you know what? I'm tired of being the ruler of my life. I'm tired of having control over my life. I surrender it over to you. I remember going and speaking to, to places with addictions, and they're like, how, how did you do it? It's easy. I repented. What does that mean? That means I turned away from. A lot of us, we, we love the idea of God. We love the idea of having a relationship with God. We love the idea of having an experience with God, but we're, we don't like the idea of giving things up. It reminds me of this TikTok thing that, I don't know if you guys know TikTok. I know TikTok because I'm a youth pastor. But... There's one where they, they, they say, hey, you know, you ready to lose some weight? And, yeah, I'm ready to lose some weight. You ready to lose some calories? Yeah, I'm ready to lose some, some calories. You ready to go on a diet? I, I'm ready to lose some calories. We love the idea of being skinny. We don't like the idea of having to stop eating. We love the idea of, of following God and God doing what he says he's going to do. But, no, I don't want to give that up. I don't want to give up that relationship. Right? Oh, no, no, no. I don't want to give up. I'm going to hit uh, step on somebody's foot, but that's okay. I'm not here to speak a pretty message. You love the idea of God moving in your family, moving in, in, in your life, in your marriage and everything, but as long as it doesn't conflict with hunting, fishing, uh, uh, sports, whatever it is, right? Well, that's really quiet. I don't care. I'm not here to make you feel pretty. The reason why you're struggling with what you're struggling is because somebody else has authority over your life and it isn't God. Let me say that again. The reason why you're struggling with what you're struggling, I don't care if it's smoking, I don't care if it's uh, marital problems, I don't care if it's problems with your children. The reason why you're struggling is because you're giving somebody else authority over your life. And it has to stop right now. We're going to go right back into worship. We're going to go right back into worship if you're tired of being tired. If you say, you know what, this is the day, this is the day that I'm surrendering the authority over to my father. All control, I release all control right now to my Heavenly Father. I promise you, if you come in here with, with pain, it's going to be gone. I promise you, if you come in here with addictions, it's going to be gone. But you know what? It takes your part. I don't care if you walked up to this altar a thousand times. This is the time. But you got to surrender. I remember being on my hands, I mean on my face, and I just completely surrendering to God. Saying, I'm yours. Listen, when I said what I said to my Heavenly Father that day on September 13th in a, in a 1992 SL, uh, Saturn SL2, I said, take these addictions away from me and I'll make it an addiction towards you. The, the, the church became my bar. The word became my drug. That was my part in my encounter with Jesus. We've all had encounters with Jesus, but what's your part in it? We know he's going to do his part. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. His promises endure forever. He, he, he gave his only son for you. We know he means what he means. What have you done to give authority over your life to your heavenly father? Today's the day. I'm going to ask everybody to just go ahead and stand up. We're going to go back into a worship song. I know that God told Matthew what song to do. 
because it's going to speak to you guys' hearts. It's going to tug at your hearts. And when God tugs at your heart, I am asking you to respond. Today is the day to respond. It's not the day to sit on your chair and say, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. Today is the day to respond. God wants to meet you right where you're at. God wants to restore whatever it is broken in your life right now with everybody's hands up in the air and your eyes closed. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you. Father, I thank you for who you are in our life, Lord. I thank you for what you're going to do in the lives of, if you're the, even if it's one person here today. I thank you for the, what you're doing in their life right now. Father, I pray that you would just tug on their hearts right now. Father, I pray that we would release whatever authority we're given to either ourselves or the enemy, Lord. I break that authority right now. We release authority to you, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, Heavenly Father, Lord, be with us right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we surrender to you. We surrender to you in the name of Jesus. Father, let your will be done this morning in the lives of your children. Father, we give you all the glory, all the praise. Father, we give you all the glory, all the praise. Lord, we give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. And all, all the believers said, Amen. Amen. Jesus. That's it for today's teaching. Hey, here's an idea. Share today's message with a friend or family member. If you're listening from outside our fellowship, we'd love to meet you. Visit graceid.org and hit the contact form to get in touch. We'd also love for you to join us. Services are Sundays at 845 and 11 a.m., as well as our Wednesday evening service at 630 p.m. You can even check us out on Facebook Live by searching Facebook for Grace Church Rupert ID. Learn more and plug in at graceid.org. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Grace Community Church.